Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. So if you're going to propose a piece of legislation like, you know, the tanker moratorium, which passed, never should have, appalling piece of legislation. Yeah. They're going, they're going to have to consider very carefully, okay, how are we going to get this through the Senate? Uh, that's Alberta Senator Doug Black speaking with Daniel Smith this morning uh, about the creation of uh, this new Canadian Senators Group. Uh, so this is uh, an attempt by senators to move away from, from partisan interest and more toward regional interest, to not have the Senate as a liberal conservative divide, but finding ways in which they can better represent their regions. So in in the aftermath of the recent federal election, there's a lot of conversation about how best to ensure that Western voices, Alberta voices in particular, are heard in Ottawa. This may be one way of doing that. Uh, But what role can the Senate play? Joining us uh, for her own thoughts on what's happening in the Senate, uh, who can be a voice for Alberta. Very pleased to welcome the program, Senator Paula Simons, uh, independent senator representing the province of Alberta. Paula, how are you? Welcome to the program. Hi, very well, Rob. It's, it, is it really rotten weather in Calgary today? Somebody told me that it was miserable there, but it's... I, well, it's all relative. <laughs> oh. No, because I, 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 I feel like we're getting one extra day of nice weather here, and I don't want to jinx it, so... Yeah, it's um, it's not terrible. It's not great. It's it's November. <laughs> um, now, just so everybody's clear, you, you are not a part of this new um, Canadian Senate, Canada Senators Group. Canadian Senators. Canadian group. Senators no. Group. No, I'm not. Right. Were Were you approached to be a part of this? Did Did you no, have the decision to I, make? I, I wasn't. I mean, I I heard rumblings about this late last week um, from from somebody else who was approached and um so i i i had an intimation that it was coming and i'm really fascinated by it and i'm really i'm really very pleased i mean i i think that this ever since the independence senate experiment began three years ago people have been saying oh you know you're not really independent you're like like just a bunch of fake liberals and i think what this demonstrates is that the independent senate um revolution in the Senate isn't just about old party lines. I mean, I I think that what people need to understand about this is that this this new caucus is a group, uh, if caucus is the right word for it, but people understand what that means, so yeah. we'll use it in the, in the, as a placeholder. Um, there are people like Scott Tannis, who was a conservative, who have left the conservative caucus to join this new group. There are people like Doug Black, who used to be a conservative, unless the conservatives sit with the independent senators group, who's now going to sit with this other group. And then there are people um, like Rob Black, who's a great senator from Ontario, and Diane Griffin, who's a great uh, senator from Prince Edward Island, who were appointed as independent senators under uh, Prime Minister Trudeau's new model, who are now going to sit in this caucus, which is kind of I don't want to really put a label on them because it's it's their group to talk about, but I guess you'd call them people who are small C conservatives, but who don't feel comfortable being in the conservative capital C caucus. Right, and and you know, and maybe we need the Senate to be that. I think there's there's an interesting opportunity to here to have a conversation about the the role we want the Senate to play or or individual senators to play, and the idea maybe of some being a voice for 
regions or being a voice for for particular parts of the country. I mean, do you, do you see a lot of merit to that? Well, I mean, I think that that's, that is the Senate's raison d'etre. I mean, we are supposed to represent regions, uh, whatever kind of label you hang around our necks. It is the Senate's job, in part, to speak for the regions of Canada. So I think, you know, some people are saying, oh, this is like a Western caucus. But there are lots of people in the caucus, as I say, Diane is from uh, is from Prince Edward Island. Stephen Green is from uh, Nova Scotia. D- uh, Rob Black is from Ontario. So they're brought together, I think, not just by the idea of speaking for regions, but by the idea some of them are people, you know, uh, let's say like Pamela Wallen, who was part of the Conservative caucus. Others of them are people who are, you know, who were probably card-carrying, you know, red Tory progressive conservatives in another lifetime. And I think that they are people who feel they have a lot in common philosophically and that they're going to speak for regions, but they're also going to offer a small-c conservative critique of legislation that is going to be less partisan. Because I think it's tough. We're halfway through this evolution of a system. So you've got, like, people who are operating under the old rules and people who are operating under the new rules. And I think it meant, in all honesty, when capital C conservative senators critiqued a bill, people would say, oh, well, you're just saying that because, you know, your leader is telling you to do it or because there's an election coming. Mm-hmm. You know, because people, they caucus with the conservative caucus in the in the in the House of Commons. So these people, by, by setting themselves apart as kind of independent conservative senators, when they critique legislation, people aren't going to be able to say, oh, well, you're just doing it, you know, for political party reasons. And so I think it will give them a kind of moral authority and respect by sitting outside of the Conservative Party of Canada. Obviously, the the election didn't directly impact the Senate or impact what you do as a senator. But do you feel as though something has changed? Or do you feel as though maybe now there's there's more pressure on on Alberta senators to to be a voice for Alberta? Absolutely. You know, when Albertans made the decision not to elect any liberal MPs, it, it creates a challenge because people from Alberta want to know who's going to be speaking for them in Ottawa. And of course, conservative MPs will speak for them in Ottawa. And the one NDP MP from Edmonton, Heather McPherson, will speak for them in Ottawa. But, you know, I, I had a phone call from a from an Alberta mayor from a smaller centre who said, well, you know, can I call you? Can you be the person that I talk to? And so for me, as an independent senator, I'm sort of feeling through what my appropriate role is here. I mean, I, I reached out this week to the AUMA to see if I could, you know, set up something where I would talk regularly with with mayors. Uh, you know, I'm going to try to reach out to the business community and, and, and to others as well to see, is there a role for me as a senator to to be a, a listening ear and to take and to take that message back to my independent colleagues? But, you know, it, it is it is a tricky balancing act because I'm not a member of parliament. I'm not a member of the Liberal government. I don't sit with the government. Um, many people, it was very flattering, a lot of people in Edmonton said, oh, well, you should be in cabinet. That's not a thing that is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> but I do think that, you know, uh, that for myself, for my independent colleague, Patty Labacan-Benson, she and I had lunch and talked about this last week, we're trying to figure out the best, most useful way for us to make sure that Albertans' voices are heard. And I hope to be working closely with my colleagues, Elaine McCoy, Doug Black, and Scott Tannis, who are now going to be part of the Canadian Senators Group 
me. I think we have good collegial relationships. I don't see them as, you know, uh, as my opposition. I see them as as my colleagues and my and my teammates uh, working together on the process of representing Alberta in the Senate. Okay, and just to clarify, when you say you being in cabinet is a non-starter, uh, have you been asked? No, I haven't okay. been asked. Okay. <laughs> you know, my, 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 your dear colleague at the CDC said to me, well, will you make a statement saying that you, you, you would turn it down <laughs> if you were asked? And I, you know, I, I would also turn it down if, you know, I was asked, you know, to marry the rock. I mean, these are, these are not things that are going to happen. So I, I couldn't. I didn't. I didn't want to come out and arrogantly say, "If you know, if asked, I will not serve," because I'm not going to be asked. That's not my role as an independent senator. And I didn't want people to like run away with the idea that I, you know, that I was sitting waiting by the phone waiting for someone to call. That's that's not what I've been doing. I mean, I've been out in communities. I've been meeting with with small town mayors. I've been speaking to student groups and Rotary clubs. You know, trying to get the pulse of the province. Trying to to take that back, you know, people have also asked me if I'm going to sit with the Canadian Senators Group. Um, and I'm not planning to do that. I, I wouldn't want to rule it out as an eventuality down the road. But I think right now it makes more sense for me as an Alberta senator to be in the Independent Senate Group, which is the largest group in the Senate. If all the Albertans were to leave that group, then who would be speaking for Alberta within the largest block of of senators so you know um i i think actually uh, dividing us up this way is probably the better use of our six senate resources i, I don't know what the bit, next big contentious issue to come before the senate <laughs> is going to be obviously you guys just dealt with with two pretty big ones um yeah, and just so people are clear uh, right and yeah. you, you you voted against c48 yes i, I would like to make that right. clear i think i'm gonna have to tattoo it on some, my some forehead. people are already uh, texting to ask say wait a second yeah. how did paula vote on these you you I were voted, you were no on c48 i was no on c48 i was no against it in committee which you may recall yep. caused uh, what my yiddish father would call a there was a there was a, a big scandal when i voted to kill the bill in committee mm-hmm. and then i voted against it in the chamber and i voted against it on the message and um it, it seems hard to make people believe this but I, I want to stress again, every single independent senator uh, from Alberta voted against C-48, every single one of us. So that is what we did on C-48. Right. And on uh, C-69, which was on amended. C- on C-69, we fought very, very hard for amendments. And Patty Labakan Benson and I both sat on the committee. Doug Black worked very hard on amendments to C-69 from outside the committee meeting with people in Calgary. We came up with... The independent Senate group came up with a, a package of amendments. The conservative senators had a package of amendments. We kind of looked where there was overlap and duplication and, and where things went together, and we went to government and said, okay, these are the amendments we suggest. Uh, the government uh, accepted 99 amendments, which is pretty much unheard of. It was a wholesale reworking of the legislation, which demonstrates that it was pretty flawed at the outset. Mm-hmm. Do I think those 99 amendments made it perfect? I do not. Do I think it was better than the legislation we were working with before, see 2012? Absolutely. Um, did I have the power to single-handedly kill the bill? No. We almost killed C-48. I mean, I have to say the vote was extraordinarily close. Yeah. Um, with C-69, the vote was not close, but what we fought for was a much, much better bill. 
Yeah, and I think it's important to remind people of that. I mean, as you say, it may still be a flawed piece of legislation. Yeah, but you know, I, there, yeah. there are amendments that I'm very sorry the government didn't accept. And the proof of the pudding will be in the eating. Um, nobody so far has made an application under the environmental assessment process in right. C-69 because it's not yet, you know, the bill, the bill passed at the very last minute. So now it's going to be months before it kind of comes into force and effect. Uh, so we'll have to see, and we may not see for 18 or 24 months how well C-69 works. And once we sort of take it out and road test it, we might may find that there are things that need to be fixed. Um, but I think it's really important. I, mean, I think in Alberta, we're in a very precarious position. If we keep saying it's a disaster and it won't work, it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, it just might. Well, we'll see what the coming uh, weeks and months bring us. Uh, Paul, I always appreciate you making some time for us here today. Thanks so much for this. Thanks so much, Rob. Take care. Take care. Uh, Paula Simons, uh, independent senator representing uh, the province of Alberta, and her thoughts on um, the role the Senate may now play going forward here. 403-974-8255 is her number. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.